All right, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode, hashtag CB99Talks, episode 137. And yeah, I'm live, y'all. What's going on, y'all? I'm back. Feel like it's been a minute. Hold on. All right, just get my charger. Get my charger together here. What's up? What's going on? All right, y'all. So, um, yeah, man, it's been a... It's actually been kind of a crazy weekend, man. I mean, you know, I had some people asking me about a lot of different fights, and I've been checking them out. You know, I've been checking a lot of different fights out because, you know, we didn't have UFC this weekend, and people think that's, like, the only go-to when it comes to fights, you know. But, you know me, I be I be pulling the shovel out. I be digging for fights, man. I be I be at work, be like, what's on this weekend? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find something to watch, all right? I don't care if it's two women fighting in the target parking lot no nah, i'm just playing i ain't watching crap like that <laughs> i ain't watching nothing like that but no it could be like a local cage setup you know what i mean it could be just like a exhibition match like the lowest level but as long as it's sanctioned i'm gonna watch it all right i'm gonna still watch it what's going on y'all easy said what up yammy as he said with danny and carolina I never heard of them up until a few weeks ago when judging by the poster, they look pretty similar. Could be long lost sisters. <laughs> yeah, Carolina been in the game for a minute, man. I'm telling you, you got me feeling old. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching Carolina throughout her whole career. I mean, help me out, yo. How long has Carolina been in the UFC? Like nine years now? Most a decade. And she's and she's and she's back again. You know, she's back in the top 15. She's been in MMA since. I want to say 2013, 2012. And she's been in the game like 11 years. So, yeah. But, yeah, man, we back. Um, a lot of fights going on this past week. And there was a couple that I know shout out to Gabby had asked me about as far as Bellator. Um, I ain't going to lie. I I didn't go back and watch this fight. Like, hold on, y'all. What was it? Uh, uh, The one Bellator fight that was like the other weekend. I know I was supposed to watch it and just see how well Sarah Collins did, but I didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch that part of the uh, Bellator card the other week. I did watch contenders, contender series fights and everything, but yeah, um, PFL. I caught some of that, so I'll talk about that a little bit because I like what I'm seeing from some of the flyweights there. But you know, when it comes to the pfl roster you know um I, I still think of course some of those girls need work but they put on some shows this weekend yeah what, what else we had yeah yeah easy said canelo six what's up he's a canelo and uh charlo yeah all right yeah we came down to i picked i picked uh canelo man i picked canelo oh okay he's not carolina Kovacic. he's talking about Wajik. oh carolina Wajik. okay yeah yeah they do look like sisters they do look like sisters in this picture man i forgot it was up here danny i I knew that was gonna happen too man because now that you bring them up yeah i always thought they looked like danny and carolina i was like hold hold on now i was like is that the same girl but no they're one's carolina's polish and danny is uh irish so yeah they do look alike though they do they really do but yeah we're gonna talk a little bit about that card because um i know 
one new subscriber, Paul, was asking if I was going to cover it. So I said, yeah, I can. I'll talk about it. But, yeah, let's start here. Let's go back a little bit, man. Um, Gabby asked me about this fight here. Well, no. First, uh, I uh, I watched this fight between... Because this is basically what I'm doing this weekend. This show, I'm going to say, what was I doing the past couple weekends? <laughs> That's the name of this one, man. What what did I do the past couple weekends? Well, I was watching fights, fights, and more fights. And um, yeah, the boxing real quick. Charlo, I, I knew Charlo wasn't going to win that fight. I wanted Charlo to win because Canelo is kind of gets on my nerves a little bit now. You know, now that you know he's been undisputed and he's kind of had this easy path, he thinks that. And for the most part, yeah, Canelo, he has good names on his resume, but every now and then, you know when he's picking the right right opponent now. You know what I mean? So fighting Charlo after a year off, a guy that's moving up two weight classes, I was like, okay. I don't think Charlo's going to get knocked out because he's durable, but he, he wasn't going to win the fight. All right? So, yeah, Canelo, 12-round shutout. Maybe one round for Charlo, but Canelo, that's it. Yeah, easy. That was one fight. I said, no, nah, Canelo bit off more than he can shoot. Bill was going to whoop him. I knew that was going to happen. Bill was going to whoop him. And better BF might be, become the first person to stop Canelo. Let me go ahead and put that on record. If he fights better BF, which I don't think he ever will, better BF will be the first person to stop Canelo. And that's that's for sure. So he needs to stay away from them guys. Go ahead and fight Benavidez. Go ahead and fight Benavidez. Leave. Leave both Charlos on because other Charlo ain't been fighting in almost two years. So forget it, right? But uh, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know about most of y'all. If y'all got a chance to check out Bellator the other weekend, you know, a couple of fights on there. Um, Mackenzie Stiller. I follow her and she follows me on Instagram. You know, um, she goes by Mac Judo. You know, she's a going by the name a Judoka. She knows she's got a ground game. Uh, Chiara Pinko, you know, she's been in she's been in the Bellator organization for a minute. And Bellator, you really don't get to see them that much, man. Like, really, you don't get to see these girls fight that much. So when they come along, you got to enjoy it, man. I mean, I know y'all feel the same way, man. Like Bellator, you might get to see your favorite fighter over there. If you have a favorite fighter over there, maybe once, you know, once a year. OK, Kaz said uh, any. Oh, he said, hey, bro, how come you only cover boxing, boxing and female MMA? I just cover it because that's what I like. I cover what I like. I ain't going to talk about what I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I know MMA, period, you know, the men, but I just cover boxing and cover WMMA. You know, that's just me. Yeah. So everybody got to have their specialty, you know. I don't tackle more. I don't bite, bite off more than I can chew. You know, so I'm Canelo. I'm picking and choosing. <laughs> Call me Canelo because I'm picking and choosing. <laughs> Just playing. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Where was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Mackenzie. Yeah, Mackenzie Stiller. Yeah, she's a cool fighter, you know, follower. Uh, Mackenzie Stiller. I was picking her in this fight because I said, you know, Chiara is a good stand-up fighter. She's a good striker, but I don't know how she's going to handle that ground game. And she had a good first round, you know, Chiara Pinko kind of looking like Montana De La Rosa a little bit when I see her. I'm like, she looked like Montana, but 
I think she strikes better than Montana, actually, but Montana's got a better ground game. But yeah, Chiara um was landing some good shots on Mackenzie Stiller the first round. But then Mackenzie, she took over and just drowned Chiara round after round after that. So you know it was her fight. So um, yeah, I, I thought um Mackenzie did a very good job of just taking over, just controlling her, like you see in this picture, tossing her around and just mauling her and crushing her, you know. So yeah, um, good, good performance. But like I said, and uh I think it was also Gabby, you know, one of the followers. Uh Chen, what's up? One of the one of my followers, Gabby, she said that she doesn't understand why Bellator even sign strawweights. And I'm the same way, man. Like, why sign strawweights? Why do they sign these strawweights? They only have a strawweight division. But hopefully, Mackenzie still, you know, she can get the work in that's necessary over here. Get the work in, move on, maybe get to the UFC at some point, you know? Um, Sinead Kavanaugh and Sarah Collins. I see Sarah Collins, you know, she was actually working her striking in this fight. And what I've seen, I didn't watch the whole whole thing but it was a close decision win for sarah collins you know um, she's only like three and oh so you know i'm definitely gonna give her a pass you know and taking on a veteran i uh, i think sarah collins you know she still is a beast and she's still on the come up and you know working with what she has and there's only like seven featherweights at this point there's only seven featherweights ranked in bellator so um yeah but at the same time, you know, she's going to be fighting experienced fighters no matter what. So Sarah Collins, shout out to her. Uh, what else did I watch? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. So Easy said, it's good to be different. He said too many channels cover the men. The ladies need love, too. Yeah, yeah. The ladies need some love, too. Yeah, they, they do. They do. And um, I don't think a lot of them understand, like, the, the few channels that they do have on YouTube they need them. I'm going to just say that. Like a lot of the women probably don't understand like, hey, y'all y'all really do need it because outside of a few channels on YouTube, not too many people know who they are, you know? But yeah, that's that's for real too. But uh, yeah, I watched, what else did I watch? Yeah, I watched the Contender Series fight. I watched a few of those. I watched that other one, um, in the previous weekend, the strawweight fight between, um, I can't remember the girl's name, the one that just won contract, Stephanie Luciano. And, and he's kind of been a little bit more lenient, man. Like, he's giving out contracts a little bit more, you know, it's just, I won't say carefree, because it's still meeting what his criteria is. But Dana's kind of been... um kind of nice with the contracts somewhat because yeah stephanie luciano had a draw with what's her name talita allen Carr the previous week on a contender series and he gave stephanie a contract off a draw because he felt like she was doing a lot you know he felt like she was doing you know some good work in there enough to you know enough to impress him and just to put on an action-packed fight so you know even though she didn't get the victory. He still gave Luciano the contract. So I was like, okay, Dana's trying to be fair here. Then the next week, or what's her name? Ersteena Koreski. Well, I forgot her name. How you pronounce it? 
Carissa Katie versus Carlene Carly Judice. That fight too, man. That was a close one. That was like a split decision for Ernesta. But Dana White gives both of them contracts. You know, he gave both of them contracts. Uh, Yam Yam said, I've not been watching much fights for a little while. Um, I've had a lot of health issues and it seems to be getting worse. And I'm sorry for not being involved in the last ring. Oh, man, that's no problem, man. I mean, hey, you get better, man. Hey, health issues. I, I, I know, man. I just I went through a rough one beginning of the year, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, let me just say I caught it in time. But, yeah, I was going through some things at the beginning of the year, yeah, man. So, hey, man, hey, I'm praying for you. Um, whatever it is, hopefully I, I hope you get through it. Hopefully it doesn't get any worse. But, yeah, you ain't got to apologize for not being involved. I mean, if you can just chill and listen, hey, I appreciate that. But um, as long as you're here with us now, man, it's all good. Yeah, I, I, I can I – can, I know exactly where you're coming from, man. I know exactly where you're coming from. Rough, rough beginning of the year. And I had and I had COVID last year too, man. Then I had something worse than that. So yeah, I know. Jen says she just got over COVID. Okay, yeah, I'm glad you got over it. But yeah, I had COVID last year around this time. And then after that, at the beginning of the year, I kicked off with some another illness, you know, but I had to, you know, I got got over it. You know, so yeah, I feel you, man. That's why you know we watch the fight game. Or, you know, you get knocked down, you get back up. Bro. That's all it is. But um, okay, so yeah, contender series. Uh, Ernesta and Carly Judis. That was a good fight. Dana he he saw fit to give them both contracts. So I was like, okay, yeah, he's he's starting to be a little bit more lenient. He enjoyed the fight. Ernesta's only like five and zero. Carly's only three and one, so I'm happy they got the contract. But at the same time, I hope they don't. Um, well, whatever happens, happens. I mean, they know that with only this many fights, they still have to. They still have to step their game up. You know, signing girls with only three or four fights, they have to step their game up. Look at Juju. You know. Juju came from Tough House, came in with like two or three fights. She's learning also. So Carly Judy's, hopefully, she learns behind the scenes and she can step it up, you know, just like that. Hopefully, because, you know, these girls, they, they ain't no pushovers, you know. The, the lower girls ain't no pushovers. You know, Veronica Hardy proved me wrong, man. I thought Juju was going to beat her, man. But shoot, I thought Juju was going to go in there and beat Veronica Hardy. But hey, Veronica Hardy said, nope. I'm going to show you something. So I hope Ernesta and Carly that they're ready for that hard reality that's coming in. Because Dana, I know he wanted to set them up because they put on action-packed fight, but some of these other girls ain't going to go for that. They're not going for barn burners. They're going to be knocking you out. Oh, BJ's in the building. BJ, he said, I'll be back live tomorrow bringing that heat. I will be tuning in, BJ. We, we miss you. We miss you over here. We've been praying for you. I know you've been going some through some things, man. So can't wait for you to come back because, hey, it's a big fight week. And, you know, send out that link. But, you know, I'm going to troll you. I'm going to troll you. You know it. 
Robot Chicken said these girls would beat Juju. Come on, I was never high on her great personality, though. Know? <clears throat> yeah. The, the girls come. Oh, you think these girls will beat her? Oh, oh, okay. I got you. You think these girls will beat Juju? I got you. Yeah, yeah. Ernesta can hit hard now. Ernesta, I like her. I like what I'm seeing from her. this girl can hit hard. You know, um, but you know, right now Juju's on that losing streak where she, you know, she knows her contract is on the line, so she might come in there and do something. But you know, they're all in the same category. They're all in the same category right now. They got stuff to prove. They're still green. Carly, I, I, I'm a fan of this girl. She fought on a fractured foot on on a ten days notice type of thing, you know. So I give her credit, man. That girl's something. Maybe try to get an interview with her. So I don't know why. Just just reaching out, you know. Try to get an interview with a couple of them. Gabby said, uh, Pelosi and Jillian both mentioned they have fight news announcement. I wonder if they will fight each other. Possibly, it could be. Polostri and it, it might be them because the same thing happened with Vivian or Rujo when Casey O'Neill first announced their fight that they, they were first announced to fight like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I said, thanks combo. I would just, I just like to be honest. I'm sorry to hear that you wasn't well, but I'm glad you're here. Okay. It's mainly mental health, nerve and disc damage in my neck and back and found a lump. Oh man. Nerves. Oh man. Oh, you ain't got it. Ain't about being negative, man. Just you know, just yeah, just chilling, enjoy stream. It's all good. I mean, negative. It's part of life, you know. Negative is you know talking trash about fighters and you know just trolling me or something like that. But I mean, if you're sick, you're sick. That's how I see it. I mean, we just got to deal with it. it. I mean, it's a downer, but it's a part of life. That's how I see it. You know, so it's not really being negative. You know. Chen said, who y'all got, Richie and Loopy? Uh, early look, I got Loopy. I'm going to say that right now. Easy said he got Loopy too. Okay, okay. But, um, yeah, past couple weeks, you know, we've been having some fights. Uh, can't say I've been bored at all. And, you know, contender series, you know, girls like Ernesto and Carly. You know, I keep bringing them up because I'm a little worried for them. I I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little worried for these girls. They put on an action-packed fight, but y'all never heard me say this more than I mean, y'all never heard me this worry about a fighter, but I'm kind of worried about it, man, because I hope they don't come in here and get starched, man. I'm just looking at Gabriel Hernandez, Petrovic, Teresa Blader. I mean, thankfully, Teresa Blader getting her work in, though, man. I mean, Teresa's over in Thailand getting her work, so she understand. She understands. What else? Oh, yeah. What else we got? I also watch these fights, PFL. Did y'all watch PFL? No, 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 no. Highlights. Scratch that. I watched highlights because ESPN would not put this in on ESPN Plus. All right. They would not put this on ESPN Plus in the US. So I said, you know what? PFL Europe, PFL, no. <laughs> And I don't have the zone anymore. So I was like, y'all really don't want us to see it? PFL Europe? I mean, it's in Europe, but y'all don't want Americans to watch? So I said, forget it. Because I'm going to check out highlights. I got ESPN Plus for y'all to shut down that the, the fight event on me. It's like, y'all trying to milk this thing, trying to get everybody to buy the zone. But I'm like, I don't want the zone. I got ESPN. Let me watch it on ESPN. 
you know? Why don't you just let me watch some ESPN? So I just went back and watched highlights. What I seen though, shout out to Chanel Dyer. She's on the come up. You know, she defeated uh Luisa Fernanda. And this girl's got some good striking. I mean, you know, she's a former Muay Thai fighter. She putting that work in. She was dominating, you know, good ground and pound from what I seen. You know, she she's on the come up. Chanel Dyer, man. Uh, talk to her every now and then. And um, I believe shout out to our coach. I think coach did an interview with her before, you know, when she was on the come up. I actually caught that interview. And, you know, now she's 3-0. and She got some good work in on the um, amateur scene, too. She fought, you know, the UFC just signed Petrovic. Yeah, she fought her in amateurs. She fought Shauna Bannon in the amateurs, you know, who just got signed to UFC. So, um, you know, wow, those girls got their push. You know, she's kind of slowly getting her work in, you know, which is good. You know, working on well-rounded skills you know some striking ground game all of that but um the girl i think we all looking at right now that's a little higher up is uh dakota the chief easy said dakota is the real deal pfl got something with her i'm telling you yeah i, I believe that i believe that I, I don't think she's like ufc champion material yet but she's definitely on she's definitely got something She's got something right now. This girl is being moved the right way. And at 25, 9 and 0, there's really no rush. This girl's five foot eight, 70 inch reach. You know, she's got a solid stand-up game that nobody in PFL can touch right now. You know, Muay Thai and boxing. And she's adding the the submission game to her to her arsenal. This girl can be a beast, man. Like she ain't even in her, she ain't even prime yet, man. This this girl's getting working. Now I know some of the girls she's been fighting. Some of them are gimmies, but everybody gets a lot of gimmies in the beginning. But she's doing what she needs to do to those gimmies. She's finishing them. So the Dakota the Chiva, I got my eye on her, man. Like I do. Um, I don't think she needs to be be pushed too fast, but she's going at the right pace. But from what I'm seeing, shout out to uh, WMMA rankings. I, I see her talking a little bit of that good stuff, man. She said that, hey, I think I could fight Valentina or Grass. I'm like, yo, <laughs> did y'all see that? Don't you, oh, man, don't even get me started, girl. Like, you know you ain't ready for that. But we ain't going to acknowledge that yet. I mean, maybe we can because it's going to tell us what, what's on her mind. What's on Dakota's mind? Don't no, no, don't don't worry about them yet. Don't don't worry about them. Don't worry about Grass on Valentina because you don't have to worry about a Jennifer Meyer or somebody like that first. Even Aaron Blanchfield, you know what I mean? But yeah, Dakota the Chief, she's got it though. I mean, she's got the talk, she's got the look, she's got the kill switch, she's got the skills. So Dana's de- not Dana, but PFL is definitely investing in her. I, I believe it too easy. <laughs> you know, they definitely invest in her, as in, you know, like they did Kayla Harrison. But unlike Kayla, I believe she's a little bit more likable. And I think she's in the division where her skills are a little well-rounded. And she's in a division where, you know, the surrounding organizations are powerful. You know, they, they got a lot of talent, a lot of talent. Ooh, easy said Dakota would have whooped Jennifer Meyer. Ooh, okay. He's taking it that level already. 
I mean, the girl is built too, man. I can't, I can't, I can't not look away from her abs. Like, you know, that's the one thing that just stands out about her. Like when she's always posing just the abs, I'm like, this girl's got the abs on her. Like, you know, uh, Gabby said Dakota versus Manon. I would still say Manon at this point, or even Aaron. She's going to have to do it. She's got to climb. She's got to climb. I would still pick any of those top-level UFC fighters over her right now because the girls she's fighting now, you know, you know, they don't they don't stand a chance. Like some of them do, but some of them, you know, not yet. You know, some of them just ain't got it like that. But the girl she fought this past weekend, Cornella, Cornelia, Cornelia Home, she's a familiar opponent. You know, she's she's fought Manone, she's fought Lucy Pudalova. Uh, who else has she fought? Um, Melissa Crowden, you know how I check out. She fought her. Kind of like a journeyman type of fighter. You know, she's kind of rough and rugged, but she comes up short here and there. So, yeah, Cornelia Home was a game opponent for her. I, I, I like the, the combinations Dakota was throwing in this fight. I mean, that ending combination, that body head combination that dropped her, man. Man, yeah, this girl right here is a beast striking is on point you know her selection is just you know I, I like how she chooses you know the you know she lets she lets the shots go um gabby said dakota versus Teresa. Ooh, might have to say dakota now that tells you where i see her at right i like Teresa, but dakota's arsenal on the feet no joke no joke if gabriella hernandez had hurt Teresa like she did in that last round I think Dakota would finish her. I'm just saying, like, I, I, yeah, I'm just being honest. What, what I've seen with what Dakota has on the feet, with what Teresa lacks in her takedown defense, is getting getting pretty good. Like, Teresa's still green too. So, yeah, I, I would go with Dakota on that one. But when you go higher and higher, though, you know, I have to still pick Jennifer Maya easy. <laughs> I still have to get Jennifer Maya, and I have to say Manone. Tyler, Aaron, those girls are still still beat it right now. Even Chikagan. But what I'm saying right now is that she's in a good place, how she's being moved. Like she could win this tournament for PFL, uh, bag the experience, then take it over to the UFC and work her way up. And if she finishes up PFL looking like a monster, then you know. She'll be ready to dominate the lower level girls, you know. But uh, this is what she said recently on the MMA Hour. WMMA rankings posted this. I feel like I could hold my own 100%. I used to look at them as my idols. I used to look at them as my idols and stuff. But now I feel like I'm slowly creeping up to their level. And she's speaking of Alexa Grasso and Valentina Shevchenko. Okay, so... um. I mean, that that's good. That's good that she's got the confidence. You know, she she's shooting for something. You know, Dakota Dechiva, she's undefeated. She's a budding star. She's un, you know, nine and zero right now. She's confident. And with each win, you know, she's definitely gonna start feeling herself. She's definitely gonna start feeling herself. So when she says something like that, like I used to see him as idols, but now I think I'm getting to their level. That's just saying that everything is paying off like that she understands that i eventually am going to fight for the ufc one day 
or I'm going to be a champion one day. And that's the mindset you want. Right now, realistically, like, yeah, she's creeping. She's slowly creeping up to their level. But is she going to hold her own right now? Nah, nah, she can't hold her own against those girls. You know, they've seen too many things like, you know, they've seen this confidence before in girls and they can shut it down right now. You know, Valentina can do it. You know, Valentina can still show you some things just because Valentina's losing to Grasso doesn't mean she's game to get beat up by Dakota Jachiva. All right. That's Grasso simps. Listen up. Okay. Just because Grasso could beat Valentina and maybe have her number doesn't mean anybody can come along and destroy Valentina now. Okay. Let's get that straight. <laughs> okay. But yeah, BJ, I got BJ, you know, I got a bone to pick with you in your last video. I know BJ said Valentina, he put Valentina in the the powerless category when it comes to her striking. No, Valentina ain't got no feather fist, man. You said something like that, but hey, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I gotta call you out on that one, BJ. I heard the video. I, I we know Grasso has heavy hands, but Valentina, you said Valentina don't hit that hard. Valentina got pop. You might not have cement hands, but you got pop. Like she might not hit like Amanda, but she's got some pop. To say she don't have pop, come on. Because there's different levels, you know. There's Caitlyn Chikagan's level of, you know, uh, striking where it's not committed to power. Valentina throws just enough to get your respect and maybe count, you know, rock you or knock you out, depending on the situation. Then you got heavy-handed girls like Tyler Santos and precision boxers like Grasso who, or accurate which add to their power you know but yeah valentina you know she's she's not in the powerless category come on now she she get knocked down by grasso you think she ain't got no power now come on bj we're gonna talk about that tomorrow when you get on man I'm a, you better send me a link because we're gonna talk man we're gonna talk when you when you come back we are gonna talk we got to talk but yeah, I, I like the code of the chief. I like the energy. I like the energy we're getting from this girl. I like the energy. Oh, oh BJ said Chikeg almost KO Ebos though. Oh boy, you you know that. You know that. You know that. <laughs> I don't I, I, I'm not gonna argue with that. Oh boy. Uh, Gabby said, I think Dakota could pull off a Michael Chandler if she play outright. She has six or a six or eight fight deal with PFL, so she probably by 28 once that deal is done, maybe be at the UFC and make it and make her offer. Yeah, I think she'll finish it up. I think she'll finish it up, you know. Well, of course, she's gonna finish a contract up, six fight, eight deal, you know, to get the tournament in and get you know a couple of checks, but um, getting to the UFC is definitely there. I'm come on. I, I believe that's why she's doing this whole thing, you know, because to be the best, you know, you got to come over to the UFC. You got to come over to the UFC and prove it, you know. So, yeah, I, I'm going to be looking forward to that. All right. But, yeah, good, good PFL highlights I watched because I didn't, like I said, see it all. But uh, what else? What else we had this weekend? Oh, yeah. Let me skip through some stuff here. 
one fc everybody get a chance to watch a one fc 14 card this weekend by now you know it was it was on prime prime um i like prime though man i like i like one fc on amazon prime man because you get to um the way it streams you know you can start where you um you get you, you can start from the beginning or you can pick right up where you left off even as a live sometimes espn won't do that uh easy said valentina Joanna Manone, etc a lot of women were champs in other sports oh yeah karate muay thai and so on taekwondo easy said i told you how i was getting stamped i picked stamp i mean i picked stamp the win when it came down to it the um the competitive part though was there like i told you i told you easy that left hand was going going drop stamp and land and it happened <laughs> Because you feel that southpaw style. As I said, that, that left hand's going to be landing. You saw Stamps' eye swole. That thing was swole by the second round. But um, overall, Stamp had that dog, man. And that dog pulled her through. And she said, you are not invading my space. And she got her out of there. But uh, let's see. Yeah, one FC card was good. What's her name? Zong. Zong Zing. She got a stoppage win over Wonder Girl pretty much was just pound, you know pounding away just outworking her you know doing a lot of damage man and just just you know putting that work in on her backing her up <laughs> third to that to that stoppage you know then you had daniel kelly win the um one fc grappling tournament you know it's just one full round 10 minute round just controlling jessica that even that has some action in it Oh man, the co-main event though here. Y'all see Smila Sundell versus Alicia Rodriguez. Oh man, that Sundell TKO Rodriguez, man. Oh man. That that girl's a beast. 18 years old. She like fighting Vladimir Klitschko in there or something. I mean, she just leaning on you, punching away, you know, just throwing bombs, you know, body shots. Oh man. The body shots that Rodriguez and Sundar were throwing in this fight were vicious, man. They were going back and forth. Like, first round, I gave that momentum to Rodriguez because she was landing, like, good body and head shots. And she did damage to Sundar and kind of rocked her. But the momentum was definitely going to Sundar because she was just so big and she was taking everything. She was taking everything this girl was blasting at her. And she was coming back blasting her back with body shots. So... I was impressed with um, the durability of Rodriguez for keeping it going, man. But when it came down to it, just too big, too strong, too powerful, man. Um, Sundell keeping that belt, man. Uh, let me see. Lolita said in the comments, did you see Shields at the Canelo fight? She looked good and she wasn't screaming or being obnoxious. Talk talking like a normal person for the first time i was enjoying listening to her oh yeah clarissa knows her stuff when it comes to boxing when she talks boxing or she's just having good conversation and you just conversing with her about fights oh she knows her stuff but when she goes off on that keith thurman tirade man i don't want to hear that crap i don't want to hear her talking about she can beat keith thurman triple g or sean porter they will all give her a concussion you know, but yeah, when she talks boxing like a spectator or analyst, she knows her stuff. 
I love hearing her talk about boxing. She's a real student in the game, but she's getting into that realm, Lolita, where she's just like too, too, <laughs> too high on the thing that she can beat men, you know, and that ain't happening. Or let me say beat the pound for pound best men in boxing. That ain't happening. All right, so, so hit that like button. We're going to talk a little bit more here. Um, stamp, man. Yeah, yeah, easy stamp. Stamped ham. I mean, yeah. Canned ham. Stamped ham. <laughs> so he home, yeah. She got stamped big time. I mean, and it wasn't like she got dominated because she did have her moments in the first round. I broke it down. You know, I think she, um, thanks, Lolita. I think she did have somewhat control, but the power of stamp was too much. You know, the body kicks, constantly hitting her with the body kicks. And Hom couldn't stay on the outside that long because the shots were too heavy. She had success with the left hand when she would set him up, but she had to worry about body kicks coming from both angles. When the body kicks come, you know, she got to watch out. So she tried to push her way in in the third round, which was smart, but Stamps got it covered there. She got it covered there, man. She got the tie clinch, knees to the body. That knee to the body got her. And then punches to the body. She goes down. And so I was like, okay. Stamp got one of the best body tags right now. You should see in um, WMMA, man, she's stopping girls, you know. Uh, doesn't Ham um, have a freaky reach advantage? uh let me see she didn't really if she did i didn't really notice it in the fight because she didn't really get it she really didn't like control well from the outside she had her moments but it's like a for five two 62 inch reach i guess yeah she got a decent reach easy said hom is old though hom started off good she got more aggressive and allowed stamp to open up yeah, she. I'd say yeah, she, she's definitely got years on her. I ain't going to say she old, but yeah, 36 years old. Yeah, she hasn't taken a lot of punishment throughout the years either. You know, this is the first time she's been stopped in her whole career. You know, she's been um, through some wars. I think she's been stopped early in her career. I'm talking like a decade ago. But dang, she is old. <laughs> this girl is old, man. Shoot. You fight when I was in my 20s. Damn. Girl, it was so easy. <laughs> when I say it like that. But yeah, like throughout the past six, seven years, she ain't taking too much damage. But she's uh she's she's not built the way Stamp is when it comes to offense. So, you know, fighting from the outside was the smart thing. You know, keeping that thing, keeping that range, picking those shots from the outside, that was the smart thing for her to do. As much as she could. Um, who in the rankings can beat Stamp, Dern, and Yon, etc.? I think Dern probably could. Yon might could too. Yeah, I think Dern or Yon. I actually think Stamp and Lucindo. Yeah, that's a good fight. I, Stamp and Loopy would be a good fight. That's a good matchmaking, like good fantasy fight. This is a good, yeah. Stan versus Loopy is a good fantasy fight, man. Somebody's gonna be bleeding in this fight. Stan and Loopy, yeah. I think Stan would knock out Andrade too, where she's fighting right now. Well, yeah, Stan and Loopy would be interesting. All right, Australia, what's going on? 
Stamp needs to fight Anissa Mixon. Man, don't even bring that up to me anymore because I that was a big letdown, man. Part of what I was going through earlier this year, add to that, that was a downer. <laughs> that was a downer, man. Next to a rough start and beginning of 2023 and then not getting Anissa Mexican and Stamp, I was pissed off. We ain't never getting that fight anymore, man. I don't know what they do, with, what what the deal is with Anissa Mexican now. Like as far as like what you know, what one was doing with her, man. So where can it happen? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. Wow, that was. I wasn't that depressed. It just sounded like it, but yeah, it, it just pissed me off that fight didn't happen. Stan versus uh, Zong. That's a good fight, though. Of course, yeah, that's a that's a real good fight. I would have Stamp in that fight. Gabby says Stamp versus Marina. Ooh, I, I'm going Marina in that. I think Stamp or offense is good, but that's exactly what Marina wants. Like Marina, she'll get hit in certain situations, but Marina can take a punch, and Marina will slide out. She does have some tricky moments with her defense. I, I'll go with Marina in that fight. Stam get hit, though. That's one thing I like about her as far as her how she can regroup and come back. But Stam does take some bombs. Han was, Han was cracking her. Han was cracking her in this fight. I mean, if you look at that eye, yeah, Han cracked her a couple of times. You know? But, yeah, that would that, be a good uh, – that those are good fantasy fights, though. But uh, moving on here, yeah, Angela Lee, as y'all know, sad, man, uh, situation that's been going on with her. Angela Lee uh, leaves it all in the cage, man. She retires. She relinquishes the title and hands it over to the newly crowned three-sport champion, Stamp Fairtex. So that is kickboxing, Muay Thai, and MMA now for Stan Fairtex. Angela Lee, it's done. And I'm going to say, like, done, done. Like, you know, it's not. Well, it could be, but she she's probably, you know, like I said, she's she's in a place right now where it, it's best for her to retire. But uh, let's see. Let me pull it up here. She said the last, okay. I'm here to officially announce my retirement. This is what she said last you know, Friday whenever I was on live with y'all. Um, I'm here to officially announce my retirement. It's been an incredible eight years. I just want to say thank you to the fans, 1FC, to the teams, to Tautry, everyone. Been so many battles in out the cage. Last thing I want to say is to the fighters and to everyone out there watching right now is that the greatest battle we ever we will ever face won't be with an opponent standing in front of us. The greatest battle will be within ourselves. We all go through struggles, but we all fight. And each day we are victorious when we choose to rise up in the face of adversity. So thank you guys so much. I love you. Thank you. Oh man. That's sad though, man. Like, you know, it's one thing when somebody hangs it up, like Nunez, it's sad to see her go, of course, but, Nunez had already done so much. And, you know, Amanda Nunez was capping her career off at that point. When she 
hung it up. It was kind of a shocker at the time because I was like, oh, she ain't going to fight Pena again. But then I was like, oh, well, Amanda Nunez is, you know, done enough. You know, she's done enough. We've seen her here and there. Bantamweight division isn't really like that popping anymore. She's beat everybody that she needed to, to beat. Amanda's the legend now. I won't say GOAT. Like I said, I don't I do not do GOAT talk. <laughs> but Amanda Nunez, when she retired, okay, yeah, it, it's, it's a little sad, but I can stomach that. Everything's cool. But when Angela Lee retired, it, it was, you know, for other reasons, like the other battles, like she said, you know, it's the other battles that you got going on in life and you hate to see people kind of go through those things, especially like suicide, you know, her, her sister only 18 years old then herself, you know, um, almost taking her life, you know, not being able to make weight and, um, just thinking that fighting was the only thing. So everybody, you know, loves somebody that's dedicated to the fight game. Like I do, I love, how Alex Grasso came up, won the belt, Valentina, you know, long-time discipline champion. But there, there still has to be a line where you, you understand that it's not the end of the world. Like, if you lose or if you can't make weight, you know, sometimes it can be put – it can be instilled in you the wrong way as a, as a contender or a fighter, you know, to to think that this is all that matters. And – it's sad that that is one reason she feels the need to retire because of these battles, but it's necessary though. It's necessary so she can move on and see other things in life now, you know, and say, okay, well, being part of the fight game isn't everything. You know, there's another life out there. You know, you know, there's a lot of fighters that go through that though, because you know, some people think that's all they, they're good at. They're, they're, that's all that they can do. But I think yes, the right choice for it right now you know, better now than wind up hurting yourself in the cage or outside of the cage, you know, by doing something, you know, drastic, which pertains to the fight game. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and you know, just dealing with the whole sister thing, too. You know, they, they've been, man, th those training sessions they had together and, you know, the, the, the work they put in. You're always going to keep seeing that, you know, that's that's something you won't ever forget. You know, you, you'll see it every time with training and sparring. You're going to be thinking of that all the time. So it's probably best to kind of get away from it or you know, get away from it right now. You know. But yeah, um, shout out to Angela Lee. I hope you know, everything goes well for her. Um, yeah, de definitely necessary, definitely necessary for her to 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 call it a day, though um yeah for sure walter bell said 15 watching do not forget to hit the like button appreciate that walter bell mr bell we got two bells in the building we got marcus bell and walter bell um no relation as far as i know six said wrestling in the east is totally different than wrestling in the west the west is more dirty wrestling y'all talking about wrestling yeah but uh, you, you, you're not lying. Gomes is live for KO. Yeah, Gomes is possibly going to knock Angela Hill out. Easy to remember. Oh, man, Sergio Mora. 
dude was hell intelligent. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Just didn't have much power, but yeah, he's a smart guy. Yeah. I remember I remember Sergio Moore from the uh contender series way back. That's where I first seen him on the contender series. <laughs> yeah, man, I remember that. But yeah, one FC was on point. You know, that was just a little heart uh drenching moment there, heartbreaking moment there with Angela Lee calling it quits, but that's what's best. Okay, not to leave y'all hanging on this. Invicta FC 54. Invicta is back. How long is when was the last Invicta car? Like seven months ago? It, it, it's been a while. And uh, I think it was shout out to Paul. Paul Rivert in the comment section asked me if I was going to cover this card or talk about it. And I said, yeah, I'll talk about it on the next show. And I'm talking about it. Yeah, Invicta FC 54. Let's see, Invicta FC's back. And they made their way out to the East Coast now. First time in Boston. They're getting closer. They're getting closer. But I still need to go to a card, though. I still need to make my way to an Invicta FC card, y'all. 54 cards deep. I still haven't gone to any. You know, um, I enjoy watching them at home. But, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you will get that that live experience feel of, one of these Invicta FC cards. So maybe next time they come out to Boston, I will. Or if they, you know, wherever, Kansas City, I don't care. I'm going to go to the next one. But yeah, Invicta FC makes the East Coast debut on October 27th, last weekend of the month in Boston. Danny McCormick versus Carolina Wajik. Title fight. My first reaction was, oh man, where's Fatima Klein? I'm 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 not joking about. That's why I said the first thing I was like, oh man, where's Team McCline at? But I'll take it. I mean, we're gonna get a war in this fight, but I just thought that she had earned it by now. Since you know some other fighters got signed and they left the UFC, I said, okay, maybe Team McCline, who's uh, undefeated right now, maybe she'll get it. But nope. Carolina Wojcik, Danny McCormick, she won the belt off of Tina Black. Last car they had. When was that car? When was the Victor FC 53? You know, I think of something. I have to I keep on. Um, I have to find out. Oh, yeah, it was May. May 3rd. Seven months ago. Yeah, it's been like seven months ago. Oh, I got to fix my charger. There we go. Seven months ago since the last Invicta car. That's a long time, seems like. But we back. It's back. And they have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Actually got six fights on this card. Because I just seen online um one fighter I follow from Serbia. Uh she just announced that she'll be on the card as well. They don't have it put on here yet, but she'll be on here. So you got five fights, six fights. Let's see. You got Featherweight, Julia Dormy, Dorney versus Riley Martinez. Most of these girls are newcomers. They're just getting signed. A featherweight fight, strawweight fight, Hillary Rose. I've seen her before. Taking on Andrea Amaro. Got a flyweight fight between Christina Williams D versus D. Begley. D. Begley was actually supposed to fight a couple of times in PFL, I believe. I remember seeing that. 
Christina Williams fought for the belt. Came up short against what's her name? Kelly Souza. So she's back. Strawy fights. You got Tina Black versus Isis Rubik. Tina Black is the former champ. She trying to get back in her, you know, in her spot. Tina Black. I hope she step her game up because I, I thought Tina Black was gonna beat Danny McCormick, man. I thought she was gonna go in there and school her, but she let the girl with the with the heart and tenacity just overpower her, man. Just smaller and dog her out. So now she's taking on Isis for beat. Isis for beat ain't no dog either. Now Isis is a tough girl. Hey, I actually think this is gonna be a more competitive fight than the title fight, as far as just like the battle of skill and will, you know. So you got East Rubik, who came up short in the Contender Series a couple weeks ago. Co-main event. Danny McCormick, Carolina Wojcik is a main event. Uh, Carolina, I want to say her last fight was a... Was it her fight that was kind of uneventful? It was kind of boring. I'm surprised. Like Ediana, yeah, Ediana Silva. She fought Ediana Silva last time, and it was kind of a boring fight. I remember that because I think we were calling it. And we was like, "Yo, this is like Carla versus Rose." I know, I, I know, I'm not lying. I, I know it was. I know it had to be this fight. Somebody, y'all remember that fight, right? Because I thought Wajik was gonna go in there and bang because she, she fought. What's that girl's name? Cheyenne Bays. She fought Cheyenne Bays and it was on, you know, it was on fire. But when she fought Ediana Silva last time out, man, that just was like Carla Rose to the third power. It was boring. I didn't expect that from her. But Danny McCorpick, I ain't gonna lie. Danny, you know, I've talked to her before on Instagram. You know, I give her props because she's she tough, man. That girl is a tough, exciting fighter. You know, I used to watch her in Bellator a couple of times. You know, I hit her up. But, um, I know with her fighting, she's gonna be, she gonna be letting it go. And, you know, this is a fun fact too. Don't don't. You know, she's she's uh fought for Bellator and did some um. She, yeah, she's had a pretty pretty good uh amateur resume. She's fought Carolina Wojcik like in the amateurs, just so y'all know. Let's see, she's uh submitted Claire Lopez. She beat Chiara Pinko before. So yeah, this girl, you know, she's she's got some skills. She's supposed to fight last year against Fatima Klein, but that fight didn't happen. I would have picked Fatima Klein in that fight. Okay, so it was okay. Yes, Wajik last fight was boring. Okay, yeah, it was that fight. I thought it was. Yeah, because I remember watching it and I was like calling it. And I was like, man, this ain't this ain't it. I started getting tired, man. I was like, what's going on? But yeah, uh, hopefully, yeah, I think with with the way Danny McCormick fights, Danny's going to make Carolina engage, and you know Carolina will react off of that. She will engage, so yeah, I think that's going to be a good fight. I think the main event's going to be good. I'll go with Danny though. I think heart, grit, and and pushing the fight and the pressure, she'll she'll come out the winner. I I seen I seen her get dropped though, man. Like. I remember watching the Vic fight. Danny McCormick, she got dropped a couple of times. She got back up, though, but she got dropped. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, it was that one Bellator fight where she, she got knocked out in the first round. I was like, yo. But 
I mean, it wasn't funny. I'm just saying, like, it was like the way she got, she ate the punch and then she got back up. I was like, dang, man, Danny's a beast. But this one here, yeah, should be action packed, though. I'm, I'm going to go with the, the champ. I think she'll defend her belt in this one. And I, I do believe that if she wins, you know, Dana might be eyeing, eyeing the sign or two. Whether or not we feel like she, you know, goes to that next level, I think Dana's kind of looking at that, bringing some more, you know, Irish blood, right? There was a yeah. So what do y'all think about that? Okay, y'all got um. Okay, y'all said y'all got uh Danny. You got Danny. Okay. Yeah, Tina Black fight. Last time I was a little disappointed. Uh, Fatima Klein should fight someone like Easy for Beat. Yeah, that's a good fight. That's not a bad one. Danny versus Carolina might be a good fight, or most of us might end up fighting not to go to sleep. Yeah, I don't think this one will be a sleep. I don't think this will uh, be that boring because I think Danny will bring some action. You know, she she'll push it. Lowly just said, "Did you predict Carolina versus Belbita?" No, I didn't yet. I probably will later this week. Maybe I get on maybe Wednesday and do it. I mean, early look, I'm I'm rocking with Carolina because I think Carolina is a little bit more well rounded, a little bit more, a lot more well rounded, I believe. Then uh, the, the, the bell beater, really. All right. All right. So, um, been on about an hour, about to get off in a minute, but uh, cut this show in a minute here. But just running through some other fights here. Yeah, there was some BKFC this week. I knew I missed something. Uh, Britton Hart, shout out to Britton Hart. I caught some highlights of her fight, and she was up in there beating the crap out of this girl. I mean, every punch she landed was landing. <laughs> Britton Hart knocked this girl's teeth out where it is, man. Like, she knocked some teeth out. Body, head. She was ripping this girl up, man. Yeah, Britton Hart still holding on to that strawweight belt. Um, Who's the opponent? She TKO. Let's see. Britton Hart. Oh, it was a unanimous decision. Never mind. Yeah, Britton Hart, Molly Watt, Melanie Shaw. I mean, yeah, Melanie Shaw got beat down. I mean, she she knocked the girl's teeth out, man. So I didn't know Britton Hart was like hitting like that, but I guess she's been, you know, really putting it together since the last time. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, she did beat. Beck Rollins too. Yeah, she did beat Beck Rollins when she was on that comeback. Um, Cause the last time I had talked to her, I did an interview with Becky. Dang man, she's fought a lot since the last time I did an interview with her. Like beginning of twenty twenty one, it's like two years ago. Yeah, I, I interviewed her for the Paige Van Zandt fight. Yeah, I, I, I knew she was gonna win that fight. Then she beat Pearl Gonzalez, that Jenny Savage girl. She beat Beck Rollins. So, yeah, since then, she's she's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. She's like seven and one her last eight bare knuckle fights since then. So, yeah, she's been swelling them knuckles up on people, man. Yeah, so I, I might have to, you know, reach out and get her and do an interview with her again and see how everything's been going. But, yeah, it's been about two years and seven and one since the last time I talked to you. Yeah, not Paige Van Zandt right up out of uh, – BKFC. 
But yeah, there's there's some girls that just need to go here, man. That I think in the UFC they just need to go over to bare knuckle boxing. But you got to have some type of grit. Like it take a special person to do bare knuckle boxing, and grit and hard. I think got to be special because you know boxing is one thing, but bare knuckle boxing is another, man. And the way they be letting them hands fly, <laughs> straight said, Britain to Dennis Hart, yeah, yeah. Uh, Robot Chicken said, some of my friends said Saw Ten was Saw X was good. You know, if it is, I probably won't watch it though because um, I'm one of the people that I have to watch. I have to see all the movies in it. I've have to see all the movies in it before I watch it. Me, so I'd have to watch all nine before I could watch Saw X or like Friday the 13th. Like, if I didn't see any Friday the 13th, I'd have to watch to get if you wanted me to see eight, I'd have to watch the first seven. So, I'll have to watch Saw X maybe in another six, seven years <laughs> when I sit down and watch the other ones if I ever do. Easy said you got to learn 52 blocks to fight in bare knuckle real talk. Oh, yeah, I know about some 52 blocks here. Um, know a couple dudes who do it. Know a couple guys who've known some guys. And I used to just be curious about it. I looked at a few videos on it. And, yeah, I think combining 52 blocks with some other types of street fighting, you know, those are kind of like some – to build like a street fighting craft, I think 52 blocks is like a, um, a a very key ingredient, you know, for street fighting. Like, how do I describe it? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think it's like definitely a main ingredient to certain types of street fight. Lolita said all these horror slasher movies piss me off. A lot of the new ones I don't really care for. Andrade, Zombie Girl, Pacheco would do well at bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, I did. I thought I did a video. No, I never did. I don't think I did a list. I was going to do a list of girls that would do well in bare knuckle boxing. Maybe I'll record it one day. Maybe tomorrow. Who knows? But uh, what do y'all think about Misha Tate and Julia Avila as a main event? I know y'all love that. I know y'all loving that. Tate Avila is the main event in December. Well, for Avila, you know, it's it's a good and a bad thing. I mean, good thing she gets more rounds, but bad thing, you know, she's been awful all the time and she's getting a, she's in a five round fight, but maybe she'll rise to the occasion. You know, Misha Tate has definitely seen better days. I don't know. If she wins this, she's going to be calling for a title shot. I believe so. But I think Avila has that dog in her, man, to stop it. Stop it from coming. Stop it from happening. Yeah, Misha Tate, um, she's seen a lot of days, man, where it might be time to go. Uh, for, yeah. Louis, I don't understand how you do proper elbow strikes with implants. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, you've seen Kat Zingano. You know, she had hers removed. You know, smart move if you're going to keep fighting, you know. Um, I believe Pearl Gonzalez. Did, didn't one girl's, you know, pop in a fight before? 
I believe one girl's implant busted or popped in a fight. I'm not trying to be funny or anything, but I, that's what I heard. I don't know if it was Pearl Gonzalez's or Pearl. Did they cancel her fight before because she had too big of um, implants or something? I can't remember. Somebody's popped before. I know that much. Somebody's implant popped in a fight. So I don't, yeah, I don't, I really don't see how you can fight with them things. Yeah, yeah Lolita said hers is, yeah, hers is still there. Yeah, I mean, she makes sure you know. <laughs> She'll show them to you. I mean, every Facebook page, you're like, oh, yeah, there they go. Why women get implants is beyond me. It ain't that serious. You know, to each their own. But I'll ask that question when you fight. Like, why get implants if you fight? That's how that's how I phrase it. Because, like, you know, if you want implants, fine. But, um, yeah, if you fight, I'm like, I really wouldn't do that. Like, Kat made a wise decision to taking hers out. And I think a lot of girls should think about it before they, they get into it. And I've always been one to say, man, if you're born that way, you just just keep it. Whatever you got, you just keep it. I mean, I think a woman is still attractive with whatever she has and how she carries herself. Anyway, that's just me. Like, if if they're not there, then they're not there. I mean, it's not a deal breaker on a woman to me. Like, if you just don't have it, I'm like, oh man, she's missing those. I'm not gonna talk to her. Like, it's not. It's never gonna be a deal breaker for me. <laughs> You know what I mean? But anyways, six said watching Misha Tate fight now. It's like watching a beer leg softball player fight. Dang. Lolita, I was a teenager. I walked out of the Texas Chainsaw Master and closed my eyes the night of living dead. Oh, you missed some good movies. I've actually went to the uh, location for Night of Living Dead Cemetery. And um, the farmhouse where it was filmed. Well, Texas Chainsaw, man. I can walk out of that. I love that movie. That's one of my favorites. Both of those. Those are my favorites right there. Yeah, Plastics. Yeah, Ravioli. Yeah, yeah. It's a killer. It's a killer. Especially with them BBLs women getting now. Mm. But yeah, Misha Tate, Julie Avila. I think it's going to be a bloody type of fight, bloody type of war. I don't think that um, this is going to be one where we see anybody comes out looking like a title contender or anything like that. I think Misha Tate's just another stay busy type of situation. Yeah, close to my Misha Tate. I don't think Misha Tate's ever really been the same. That cat fight took a lot out of her. Them type of wars take a lot out of you. They do. Like, I, I think the cyborg fight did a lot of damage to Holly. Like, Holly's still fighting and on. You know, she got... And, you know, she she got her skills up a little bit, but, you know, I think physically, I think it took a lot of she took a lot of damage. Yeah, we said, I wonder when the UFC will announce Pena versus Raquel. I don't know. I believe it's going to be in the spring, but they need to do something now. Bantamweight division needs needs some fire right now just to keep it alive. But, yeah, earlier y'all were talking about Richie Lupe. I mean, I like the fight somewhat because – you know, the, both of these girls are live. They bring some action, but early on, I like I, I like Loopy in this one. I do. 
Unlike horror movies from the 80s, today's horror movies try to be too much for shock. Yeah, I, I like 80s horror. I like 70s and 80s horror, even 60s, even black and white movies, but even the 90s. But I don't really care. I, I haven't. What was the last horror movie I new horror movie I seen in theaters? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, they need to do some of 135. Like they're trying, but it seems like the fire is all at flyweight, man. Regardless, like everybody you see, like even if, even if the UFC wanted to get the lesser girls, even the lesser girls in flyweight are still action packed. I mean, Dana just signed these two girls that were trading Carly and there is this like even they bring some type of fire to flyweight. Right? Dakota Dechiva, you got her coming on the come up, but like bantamweight, like where's all the bantamweights, man? Like, are there really not girls fighting at 135 like that that aren't that strong? I mean, Jacqueline Cavalcanti, Lisboa, Jamie Lynn Hoare, they, they look like some good girls. Like, they're some good fighters. Hopefully, Melissa Croden, she can bounce back. Melissa Croden fights this weekend. You know, hopefully, she can get back into that mix. I still watch, you know, still think she's a good fighter. You know, I'm just. Was like, dang man, got a little disappointed when she got dominated in that last fight. But hopefully, Melissa Croden can bounce back. <laughs> Closer said, Myra submits both Rocky and Pena. Chitara. The last horror movie I saw in theaters was a bar. Oh, that Barbarian. I didn't even watch that ravioli, y'all. I'm glad you said that because I was about to pull it up on Prime. But if it's that bad, I'm not watching it. Gabby said the talent at 135 needs to catch up to 125, 115. They do. I mean, like, is there really not any fighters out there that are that that talented for Bantamweight? I'm like, come on. Like, where are they? It's just like we're getting a good streak. Even, even Strawweight's still pumping them out. You know, Strawweight's still got some good looks out there, man. Easy said Manon would go to 135 and wreck that division. <laughs> Either her or Tyler, I think. Well, Tyler would have to tighten up on that cardio, man. And she need to get her team together. But yeah. Either one of them could do that right now if they wanted to. Tyler, I think, yeah, but no one like no one would be a beast if she stops cutting that weight. I think you might see like real power. You're going to see some real power in Tyler but knowing if they move up to 135. I kind of wish they would at this point. Might go ahead and knock Juliana Pena out the box. Retire Rocky. Then the Manon might go in there and beat Myra Buena Silva again in a rematch. Kel Quest, what's up? I know I saw you in here. He said screen franchise is the only good slasher. I actually, yeah, I actually don't like Scream at all. I tried, but I don't. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I saw Kelly. I saw Kelly. He said home versus Tate 2 needs to happen before both. Yeah, I think they just need to just wrap it up. Home and Tate's the fight that needs to happen now. Yeah, Ravio said Tyler would have better cardio at 135. Yeah, she probably would. Have better cardio. Maybe the girls don't want to cut weight, might prefer to fight at 145. That too. Because you know Chelsea Chandler fights 145 every now and then. They'll try to get a catch weight going. Um, 
what else? Who else? Um, Norman Dumont still stuck in that mix too. So yeah, a lot of them don't really want to cut. They just need to find girls around that way now. They should cross promote 135's women's division. Stray said Kanaka Murata versus Vanessa Demopoulos. De La Rosa versus Aldridge this week, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably uh, get back on and talk about it more. I just had a lot going on today, a lot to catch up on. So we'll do a show talking about all of that tomorrow. Not to, not tomorrow, but Wednesday. Oh, yeah, because y'all know Bellator's got a good card. Bellator's got like five women's fights for UF, for Bellator 300. I know y'all don't care, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch Cyborg versus Cat. This is what Kat said she wanted. This is what Kat's going to get. I'm not really that hyped, but I will check it out. I will check it out. We're going to check it out. All right. Ali Malay and Liz Carmouche, we're going to watch them. We're going to talk about them Wednesday when I get back on. Gabby said Blada, Manone, Carly, Jamie Lynn Horth, Juju, Santos, Val should all move up. Well, Jamie Lynn Horth is a band weight. Jamie Lynn Horth is fighting at 125 for this Veronica Hardy fight, but she does. Oh, Six was on the production for um the Eli Roth movie. I mean, I've been waiting six, I've been waiting for this movie for 16 years. Okay. Literally, I've been waiting for this movie for 16 years. Thanksgiving, yeah, Patrick Dipsy. It's actually not a remake. Six is actually a trailer. It was a fake trailer for the Grindhouse movie back in 2007. And. um, Yeah, they just got Eli Roth just got around to making it. Because, yeah, I, I remember watching the trailer for it during the Grindhouse movie back in 2007 and i was like when's he gonna make this movie thanksgiving i was like when's he gonna make it and then it took over 16 years and he finally made it <laughs> six is cyborg gonna smash zingano robot second robot chicken said do you um did you like district nine i gotta watch that i gotta watch it uh paul said dang i just showed up late i have to catch a replay and see what i missed yeah i just talked about Invicta FC 54, Paul. That's why I, 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 I brought your name up too, man. I name dropped you. I said Paul was the one that asked me about this, so I you go back to the replay. But yeah, uh, giving Paul a little recap here. Yeah, Invicta FC 54 is in Boston, you know. And you got a new fight on the card, but not all the opponents are announced. So yeah, like I said earlier, Julia Dorney, Riley Martinez, don't know much about them, but Hillary Rose, you know, I know her fighting for LFA, taking on Andrea Amaro, Christina Williams taking on Dee Begley, Tina Black and um, Isis Rabik. I got Danny McCormick in the main event too, Paul. But uh, yeah, another girl I follow. Hold on, where is she? 
Yeah, Maria Jujic just announced that she's on the card, Paul. Just so you know, she's a Siberian fighter. So they're probably going to have six fights on this uh, Invicta card. She just said fight announcement. It's been a few months over my last since her last fight. A few months over a year since her last fight. But yeah, uh, Maria Jujic said, I'm quite thrilled to let everyone know I'm fighting October 27th on Invicta FC. So yeah. So that'll make six fights. They just didn't put put it on the actual car yet. James Press said, yo, let's cut to the chase. How delusional is your girl? Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about, James. I don't know any delusional people. Oh, Six said, okay, Eli Roth is a good dude. Okay, cool, cool. And he said Patrick Dempsey was cool to work at Addison Ray. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I watched Cloverfield like one time and it didn't really do it for me. I watched Cloverfield like one time and I was like, okay, I'm done. We pull out my old Godzilla movies again. I was like, let's just watch Godzilla, man. Forget this. District 9, I'll probably have to check out. I still haven't watched it. Twenty-eight days later and twenty-eight weeks later, those are still like some all-time favorite movies. Dog Soldiers, y'all need to watch Dog Soldiers. That's like a good. I think it's like, yeah, considered United Kingdom. It was like a UK movie. Dog Soldiers, y'all need to watch Dog Soldiers. That movie's like twenty years old, but that is a good movie. If you're talking like new horror, Dog Soldiers is good. 28 Days Later is good. Those are good movies. Cloverfield, I'll pass on that. <laughs> I got it, but man, I bought it for cheap. Paul said Dog Soldiers is scary as hell when I was young. Oh, yeah, man. Shoot, I just watched it again the other night, man. Like, been a long time, but yeah, I watched it, man. That, that movie is creepy. Being in the woods with them type of werewolves, man. Shoot, boy, that, that jump is scary as I don't know what. Yeah, best werewolves. Yeah, I, I think so too. Best werewolves, hands down, man. Like when I saw that, I was like, okay, yeah, these are the best werewolves. American Werewolf in London was okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was great. American Werewolf, but I mean, some about these wolves was just like next level, man. James Press said, you're going to play it like that. <laughs> you know how respect it takes. I, I know you keep your calm. You keep up with everything. How delusional is the best average beast with that embarrassment? Honestly, honestly, James, I mean, it's just talk. It's just talk to stay relevant. But I mean, she got to be ready to back it up, though. I mean, for real, to say you weren't impressed, I mean, I wouldn't even say that because. You know, Valentina was in one of the biggest wars of her career, but it was still impressive how she dug deep. On Grasso's part, I think she could have did more being the champion at this point, but they both 
were impressive for the division. I mean, you know, Manon could stop Rose. I'm, I'm saying, like, if I'm in the corner, she beat Rose, right? And, you know, no doubt, she beat her. But you got to go in there and stop Rose. If you, if you want to say someone else wasn't impressive, and, you know, I rock with the beast. You know that. I rock with Manon. If you want to go in there and state claim, you got to go in there and destroy Rose. You, if she had destroyed Rose, finished her off with some body shots, and then she said that Valentina Grasso weren't impressive, I would, you know, I'd be like, okay, yeah. But no, I'm just talking trash now because she's stopping everybody. But you just got to have that element, though. I mean, like, she's winning, no doubt. She's always going to, you know, she's she's smart. She's a smart fighter, but to say Alexa and Valentina weren't impressive, I mean, it was impressive. It was an impressive fight. I mean, they they dug deep. You know, it was a very good technical and gritty, a good technical gritty fight. It was a good fight. Easy said Dog Soldiers was good. I watched it once and never watched it again. Oh, man, you got to watch it again, man. It was a good movie. Six said best movie of all time. Best horror movie of all Dawn of the Dead for me. 1978. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead, best movie of all time for me. Colton said, what'd you think when Alicia Baumgartner popped for steroids? Oh, man, disappointed. Disappointed. And since then, there hasn't really been, like, any pushback from their team. So I don't know what's going on with her, man, but it's a little disappointing now. But now you're definitely going to be looking at some of those wins, like as far as her speed and stuff, like not really her power because she doesn't really knock a lot of people out. But now you're going to kind of look like, oh, man, like what was she on there? Oh, about she says she wait, I'm talking about her saying she doesn't think the 10-8 round was surprising. Um, Well, I know her, you know, her boyfriend, her trainer. He said it wasn't a 10-8 round, and I agree with him. There were no 10-8 rounds. I mean, what else can we say? I mean, there's people that say there is a 10-8 round. I mean, I don't agree with it, but what else can we say about that? I mean, there are people who actually think it's a 10-8 round. There's actually people, aside from the judge, but there's people that don't even argue it. So, I mean, hey, whatever she feels like, hey. Gabby said, you think Kay Hans makes a comeback to the UFC? I think she's got to do a little something for Invicta. Like, it's been a while since she fought. Brian said, when did she pop? She popped like a couple months ago now. It's like back in the summer, like in July or something like that. She popped right after her last fight. Yeah, she popped after her last fight. James said, there's no people in the MMA community that say the 10-8 round is valid. She's the only person that said that. Well, I thought, um, well, who was making an argument? Okay, two beasts? And uh, who else was making an argument that it could be a 10-8 round? There was a few people. I mean, you mean like the hardcore MMA community, like the big dogs and stuff? Uh, hey, all I know, it wasn't no 10-8 round. 
Yeah, that's true, Brian. Like Brian said, if she thought it was a 10-8 round was valid, then how can you not be impressed? Yeah, because that means you got a 10-8 over Valentina. When was the last when was the last time anybody got a 10-8 round on Valentina? I would have to put impressive if you get a 10-8 round on Valentina, a legit 10-8 round. And if you thought it was legit, then you would be impressed, right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Dang, James said, forget about two beasts and six. He said that was embar embarrassing. He's not a single person in the MMA act like 10 8. And she was the only one. Hey, what can I say? I mean, that's her pick. I mean, I know she'll beat Valentina one day and beat Grasso one day, James, but I I don't um I don't agree with the 10 8 round, not one bit. Not one bit, not one bit, man. I sure don't. Now, if she now, like I said, if you were talking the second round, maybe who would have ever thought Grasso would have a close fight with Val? Val, right? I mean, whoever thought she would have finished her and then be having like a close fight where Val was having trouble, you know? Like, who would have ever thought, man? Who would ever thought that? Easy said, go on Big John's podcast, James, and he'll tell you why it was valid to him. Oh, okay. So Big John McCarthy said it was valid, huh? Didn't Kale Sonnen say that to her? Something like that? I mean, whatever Manone is saying, I mean, that's her opinion. I mean, it's not like it's going to affect her performance or it's going to stop the rubber match from happening. So to me, it's like I'm only concerned about what she's going to do against Valentina Grasso when she fights him. That's all. Like Her thoughts aren't going to – to me, whatever she's thinking about somebody else's fight, like when she says somebody's not impressive, okay, I disagree. But what she's going to do in her next fight, is what I'm thinking about as a as an analyst. That's what I'm thinking about now. Her thinking somebody's a ten eight round. What can I say? What can we say? That's why I say I'm more interested in how she feels about the victories than the ten eight round because the ten eight round, okay, whatever. You know, everybody's gonna look at a fight in a different way. But as a fighter, how is she seeing them? Is Grasso impressive? Is Valentina impressive? Because that. When you hear that talk, sometimes you'll think somebody's going to overlook somebody, right? So that's what I'm more like listening into. Gabby said, did you see the video of Whaley picking up Shaq? I did, yeah. That girl, man, she better watch it now. She'll get a hernia. She done went from Engano to Shaq. There was no way Lamos was going to handle her. <laughs> Dang, man. Valentina should have a 10-8 round in the third then, right? Right, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it's been fun. I'm going to jump over here, y'all. I'm getting hungry. And, um, yeah, good show, good talk. Um, a lot of stuff going on this past weekend, like I said. You know, I just – Pretty much is just catching up on fights with y'all and um, fights coming up. But we still got more coming. We got eight 
WMMA fights this weekend, y'all. Eight WMMA fights, five over at Bellator, three over in the UFC. So we got to talk. I know uh, BJ's going to be on tomorrow, so I'm going to jump over there, you know, his chat. Maybe you want to link, talk to him a little bit. It's been a while. But, yeah, make sure y'all subscribe over here. Everywhere y'all listen to podcasts and YouTube, subscribe, hit that like. But yeah, five fights, eight fights this weekend, y'all. We're gonna be busy, man. So yeah, we got we we definitely gotta jump on and talk again. But yeah, shout out to everybody in chat. I'm hungry. Combo breaker 99. I'm out. Subscribe, peace.